To citizens of Niger, with memories stretching back to the mid-1970s, it will all have felt wearily familiar. Khaki-clad fellows of grim countenance appearing on the airwaves, announcing that the civilian government has been removed, that the military are now in charge, that a junta branded with some bland yet sinister corporate name will shortly be established, no cause for alarm, etc. Last Wednesday's coup d'etat in Niger is the country's fifth since 1974, the fourth in the last 20 years, and that is not counting various unsuccessful attempts by Niger's military or factions thereof to unload whoever was trying to govern at the time. This coup d'etat does seem unusual, even in Niger's context, though, and we will get to that shortly. But the basics are that President Mohamed Bazoum has been relieved of office despite winning a convincing mandate at Niger's most recent presidential election in February 2021 and becoming, as he did so, the first elected leader to succeed another since Niger won its independence from France in 1960. And as of this broadcast, Niger's new head of state appears to be 62-year-old General Abdurrahmane Chiani, who has declared himself head of something called the National Council for the Safeguard of the Homeland. For the last decade or so, General Chiani has lurked in the shadows as chief of Niger's presidential guard. In an irony unlikely to raise a smile in President Bazoum's present lodgings, this unit was established by a previous Nigerian president, Mohamedou Isufu, as a loyalist bulwark to protect the elected leader from usurpation by ambitious soldiers. General Chiani has, it is fair to say, mixed form on this front. In 2015, he seems to have been at least tangentially involved in staging an attempted coup against President Isufu. Suspicion was sufficient that he ended up in court, but was acquitted and permitted to return to duty. In fairness, in early 2021, Chiani and the Presidential Guard fulfilled their mission commendably, fighting off an attempted putsch in the days before President Bazoum was due to be inaugurated. General Chiani says he has been compelled to act on this occasion by Niger's insecurity, corruption and poor economy. Niger is indeed insecure, corrupt and broke, but such an assessment could have been made at any point in its history. The question, well, a question now, is whether this coup will stick. It has been roundly condemned, not only by the Western countries which routinely roundly condemn coups d'etat, but also, more interestingly, by regional body the Economic Community of West African States, or ECOWAS, which on Sunday imposed stringent sanctions on Niger and gave Chiani and his co-conspirators a week to come out with their hands up before they took action, possibly up to and including the use of force. To European Union. Nigeria, the dominant regional power and Niger's neighbour, appears to be especially and correctly concerned about the recent resurgence of the coup d'etat as an instrument of West African statecraft. Niger's coup follows recent similar upheavals in Chad, Guinea, Burkina Faso and Mali. 
The junta's currently ensconced in the latter two countries indeed have threatened to come to the aid of Niger's new military rulers should anybody take a swing at them. Niger's new military rulers, for their part, are trying to flam up the narrative that the threat is not Niger's fellow West African nations acting to preserve democracy, but Niger's former colonial overlords France plotting to re-establish their imperial hegemon. Though 1,500 French troops are presently stationed in Niger, waging an ongoing campaign against the jihadist groups which plague the region, France denies any such intention. We came out to tell Macron from France that Niger belongs to us. It is up to us to do what we want with Niger. We deal with who we want and how we want. Which brings us to the distinguishing and depressing subplot of West Africa's recent rash of military overthrows. The coups in Burkina Faso and Mali in particular have been followed by a frostily worded reduction in their relations with France in favour of partnerships of some sort or another with Russia and or Russia's paramilitary proxies, the Wagner Group. Wagner CEO Yevgeny Prigozhin, recently in the headlines for almost staging a coup d'etat by accident in Russia, has hailed Niger's coup as some sort of anti-imperialist insurrection and selflessly offered the assistance of his mercenaries. One Ukrainian official, presidential adviser Mikhailo Podolyak, went as far as to suggest that Russia was behind the whole thing in order to open a new front in Moscow's inane war with the West. This, with due respect to the fact that accusing Russia of stuff is part of Podolyak's job description, is probably a reach. Russia has revealed itself these last 18 months or so as a country which can barely conspire to supply spare tyres to its own trucks. It is hard to see, however, that ECOWAS and or other interested parties can let this go. Niger has borders with seven other countries, and the region's recent history has demonstrated that both coups d'etat and jihadism are contagious. Niger is also one of the world's more significant producers of uranium. The option of doing nothing is, as always, right there. It is not, however, an appealing one. For Monocle Radio, I'm Andrew Muller.